0: It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot MakeYourBed. Day 43. I hate to break it to you, but sometimes toxic people are the most fun. They often have really, really wonderful attributes that outweigh their toxic behaviors so that you feel like you can't replace them with anyone else. It's also a dopamine hit. The feeling of surprise, especially if they're toxic with the way that they treat you. If they withhold attention or are intermittent with the way that they contact you. Or the type of person who treats you really, really, really wonderfully one minute, and then the next minute is treating you like garbage. It's very addictive. Even if they're not doing it maliciously, your brain gets addicted like it would to gambling. The fact that maybe this one will be a good one is enough to become fully and tremendously intoxicating and addicting. Be careful with who you let in your life Be careful with who you give your time. Be careful with who you share your secrets. If you need to cut someone from your life, ask if you would accept their behavior from anyone else. If the answer is no, set some boundaries, inform them of the boundaries, and see if they can respect them. Ideally, you will be able to communicate and effectively sustain a relationship that is healthy for you both. But at a certain point, it is important to let people go so you can make room for people who will not take advantage of you. Ask yourself if your relationships need to change and start deciding on ways you can change them. Avoiding it because it's fun and addicting is not healthy. Healthy relationships can become fun and addicting too, I promise. Day 120. Do you project your mistrust onto people who don't deserve it? Do you automatically correlate certain people with other people from your past? How often do you assume intention? While it's so incredibly important to learn and grow from our past experiences and not fall victim to the same things that hurt us over and over, It is just as important to allow people opportunities to fully express themselves without our past hindering that expression. When we act out of emotions from our past, we're living in the past and not allowing the present to fully form. Of course, this doesn't apply to serious red flags or triggers, but generally speaking, it's standard to associate new experiences with our past. And in doing this, it can sometimes be difficult to delineate between the two. While I encourage comparison for growth and adaptation, it can be dangerous to assume intent when there are no reasons to believe malintent. We shouldn't let our past experiences of being let down impact the people in our lives who aren't going to let us down. It may take time to earn our trust, but we must be willing to provide others with the opportunity to earn it. If we're closed off by assuming the worst all the time, we're closing ourselves off to the best, too. Sometimes you do have to be vulnerable. Sometimes you have to trust that people aren't here to hurt you. Sometimes you have to trust that people might hurt you even when they didn't mean to. You can do this while not ignoring red flags and honoring your intuition, If your intuition is off from a past trauma, work with a professional to try to get it back on a better, more reliable radar. This, like everything, will take practice. So be proud of yourself when you're able to do it effectively and be easy on yourself when you're not. Balance is far better than precision. In order to fully heal, society needs to begin to build its trust with each other once again. And we must start with our most intimate relationships first. Day 51. The happiest people that I know are comfortable just existing. The people who are comfortable in stillness and in silence. I don't know a lot of people that are like this at my age, but I do know some. And generally speaking, most of these happy people I know are not what society would label as successful people. It's typically my more societally deemed successful friends, who are the type of people who will never stop setting the bar higher, as if this next accomplishment is going to be the one that miraculously makes them happy and whole for once. Which, leveling up is awesome too. It's all part of the process. That said, it is good to remind you that no accomplishment can make you happy if you're not happy with yourself. As a comedian, I am constantly trying to do better and level up, but I'm also seeing people who are doing better than me leveling up all the time and reaching those goals, and they're still not happy. There's typically some hesitation to the enjoyment, whether it be imposter syndrome or wanting something bigger or better, or just throwing a fit because it's not in the way that they expected it to be, but that makes me sad. We became comedians because it's supposed to be fun, but everyone seems so miserable, even though they were getting the things that they said they wanted. I had to reflect on my own comedy career at one point, and I wondered to myself if I would be comfortable knowing that I didn't get any more successful, and I was like, hell yeah, it made me funnier, it made me smarter, it made me more sociable, and then I started to realize it brought me to my apartment. It introduced me to my partner, to my friends, in an effort to follow my dream, despite not quite getting there yet, by society's standards anyway. Even if I gave up tomorrow, I know I have accomplished it. I lived my dream for a while. I was a successful comedian, at least in my head. And since I've started approaching projects with that perspective, there's so much less pressure to do anything that I don't want to do. And obviously, this isn't just true in comedy. We see it in so many fields. After a while, we start to recognize that no matter what we do, we will never be happy unless we're comfortable just existing. And then after I decided that, what more could you want? What more do you want? And how much of that stuff that you want is because you have this fear of simply being. My name is Julie Merica, and thank you for making your damn bed.